Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Luca and Pete Show episode. Who the heck cares? It's 2020. Everything's topsy turvy and upside down. My name's Pete Donaldson, and I'm joined by a man by the name of. I'm Luke Moore, and I'm sponsored by Nalgene. Oh, Nalgene. Have you got your little Nalgene? Yeah, I forgot to unscrew it before we started, so let me just do that now off mic so okay, you don't get okay. annoyed. But you carry on, mate. <laughs> so you didn't hear that, did you? I've already done it. You didn't hear I it. I didn't. Did you move it? Yeah. The, the problem with um, broadcasting uh, in uh, bedrooms and things like that is that you don't actually, unless you've got a a specific setup, which I do actually have because it makes me feel comfortable, uh, you can't actually hear what's going into the microphone. So no. you don't know whether you're breathing heavily into the microphone. You don't know whether your Nalgene bottle is making a noise. It's a... Uh, it's, it's all rather upsetting. Yeah, but, uh, so, so for people who, who don't know about broadcasting, um, welcome to the club. I'm in it. Um, <laughs> you, you normally can hear yourself. So that's why it's infuriating when you listen mm. to the radio or watch TV. Actually, no, not TV. When you on, listen to the radio or a podcast and people um, go off mic or they sound ridiculous, that's just because they uh, aren't listening to themselves. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you, ex-pros, sometimes on TalkSport. Uh, but but in this setup, you can't actually hear yourself anyway. Well, so, well, sometimes they don't want to wear headphones, do they? No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. sometimes when you, sometimes when you interview someone, and I'm talk again, I'm talking about the rock stars and the indie uh, pop stars. Um, when I chat to them uh, in my past as a, as a radio DJ, I uh, a lot of them just sort of just don't like uh, headphones because it messes up their hair, doesn't really go with their sunglasses or whatever. And it just means that they don't actually know how loud they're being. So I have to kind of ride the levels a little bit. And it's just, it's a bit of a nightmare. Guys, that's your business. You know microphones. Mate, as you would be no doubt unsurprised to hear, um, when I do a ramble meet or I interview someone in our studio or I'm on the radio, there's, it's not an option to not wear headphones. I don't care who they are. No. I'll just tell them they have them to on. wear them. Yeah. I will always take it down to when I was on the red carpet for the Brit Awards, probably about six years ago now, um, a man by the name of David Grohl came down, uh, a man who I probably would have liked to have had a chat with, uh, but obviously the big swinger, uh, the big swinging Willie in uh, Absolute was uh, the drive time show. So what I had to do, instead of interviewing him myself and sending the audio down the line, I had to put some headphones on Dave Grohl's head and he was interviewed by the That's person poor. Back, That's at, poor. Uh, back at base. 
it, it, it was a yeah. little bit upsetting because obviously I don't work in radio anymore. And that was one of the ones I'd quite like to tick off the list. I don't know what exactly I'd say to Dave Grohl. I'd probably mention the song My Hero, which is about a guy called Chip Donaldson. My name's Donaldson. I always felt an affinity with that song. I've mentioned that on the podcast before. But uh, yeah, a little bit, little bit disappointing, to be honest. One of the, one of the few people I, I never Did I tell got you that my friend Ollie got pulled out of the crowd at a London Foo Fighters show and played a song with them? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Lovely old job. That's nice. Yeah, so they... they, they Apparently Dave Grohl went through this period. You do it a lot. Yeah, if you're bringing people and people out the crowd, and then my friend Ollie, um, he's a quite a good guitar player, and they pulled it. They said, "Can anyone play?" So I can't remember which song it was, but can anyone play this song? And he was like, "Yeah, I can." And he got pulled out, and he absolutely caned it. There's a video of him on his private Facebook mm. uh, doing it. It's actually very good. The one thing that's funny about it is that it, Ollie isn't like not he's not uncool, but he's not like particularly standout cool either. And one of the things that's quite funny is yeah. that it's almost a bit like seeing a non-professional footballer try and play football with professionals. It just looks mental. It's the same with, with rock artists. Yeah, it's the <laughs> same with like, like, with like musical artists like <laughs> on stage. Like they're so good at it most of the time. Even the ones who have mm. that kind of indie aesthetic of we don't really care, they are still so good at it, most of them. Mm. And uh, so when you get up there as an amateur, yeah. it looks automatically a little bit awkward. But maybe that's just because you're used to seeing the band as a whole yeah. and then they, they, they don't fit in or whatever. There was one guy that Dave Grohl pulled out of the crowd and he was uh, in full kiss makeup. That's amazing. Uh, and he was very good and he really he really went for it because, I mean, for crying out loud, he's walking around with kiss makeup. So uh, well done that, man. <laughs> but you do see it every now and again. There was that lovely uh, picture that was going around Twitter of, um, oh God, was it a member of, it wasn't a member of the Sex Pistols. It was a member of like an older band, maybe prog, uh, uh, and, and basically it was guy in a leather jacket chatting to uh, a member of Slipknot and then there was a, a little kid dressed as one of the members of Slipknot and it looked like um, the kid was really bored uh, because his dad was talking to a member of Slipknot and then it turned out the backstory behind it was that the kid who was the son of the bloke who was in the prog band talking to a member of Slipknot actually now drums for <laughs> Slipknot. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's funny. It's re- like, so the backstory behind... The meme was incredible. It looked amazing. What an image. And then the backstory is even somehow more incredible than that. And I'm sure people will have lots of emails uh, ready to go right now about it. But, but I, I, I'm, I'm hoping... How, I um, Pete, how has um, lockdown been for memes? Um, they've got Danka, uh, I would yeah, more say, dank. um, obviously very, a lot, a lot of people uh, at home are preparing memes just on the, off the production line quicker than, than, than anything really. And, uh, I found like this, uh, I didn't find it. Um, uh, Murray James of, of, of Luca Pitch Your Fame, he sent me a, uh, auto, uh, automatic kind of AI meme generator and my yeah. God, it's good. My, like it genuinely pulls it to stark contrast how shit memes are because this you just press a button and it creates automatic memes and it's just have you ever created a meme fantastic. that's become famous and gone <laughs> and gone viral or whatever or done well i've asked you before i know no, i know your I friend alex so. is no, terrified I've... of you making him a meme but is that the closest yeah, you've come yeah no i've i've never i've never yeah that yeah what making an ai meme no there's no there's just no um i, I think the closest i've been to going, I think you do that thing where you type in your name and then news story. Uh, you, like you type in your at Pete Donaldson Twitter name, and then you go to the news page on Google, and it uh, shows like the most popular thing you've done effectively in the news area. And mine was that dressed as uh, the Travago lady. 
Oh yeah, that was very good. That made that made the front page of the Hartlepool News, though, didn't it? Yeah, and it was in the Evening Standard. That's the only reason why they knew about oh, it. Oh right, so they they. <laughs> but we are, uh, but we are, Luke. Of course, speaking in the week that uh, Kanye West is now a billionaire. Oh, yeah. He's actually made. He was very angry at Forbes. Uh, Forbes would never um, say that he was a billionaire. Now he has actually made it thanks to his. Uh, his Adidas uh, work. He's, he's now actually a billionaire. He's, he's, he reckons he's a three point one billionaire, but Forbes have got. Well, I, 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 kind of sh- I shortlisted this story to talk about as well uh, a week or so ago, and I forgot to do it. And it's funny to me because um, Kanye West is a character. Let's make that absolutely clear. Um, and uh, <laughs> I enjoy a lot of his work. I think he's probably a bit of a. Uh, I don't know if you could be a bit of a genius, but he, cer- he certainly sees the world differently, as my friend Jimmy would say. Deals in a different currency. Mm. Um, and that is a key part of, of being a genius. And some of the stuff he's done has been amazing. But the, the funny thing to me is, like, Kanye West's need to be seen and recognized and acknowledged as a billionaire might well be more important to him than actually being a billionaire. And the reason I say that is because he's obviously so wealthy anyway, it doesn't really make any difference. So if someone says to you, Pete, you're going to have £999 million, and then all of a sudden mm. you found out you had 1.1 billion pounds you probably wouldn't even notice so to, so to Kanye it's important mm. for him to have been seen and acknowledged in this kind of social strata that is to be a billionaire and it's classic because when Forbes magazine finally um, acknowledged him as a billionaire he texted the editor of the magazine and said apparently the following it's not a billion it's 3.3 billion, but no one at Forbes knows how to count. He then went public and said it was a disrespectful <laughs> article that was purposely snubbing him. You know what you're doing, West said. You're toying with me, and I'm not going to lie down and take it anymore in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> it's in what Jesus, Jesus would have wanted. Name. That's what I like about that. That's wonderful. Yeah. Roll yeah. away that stone. I've got $3 yeah. billion. The thing that gets me is like that. He's if you were going to talk about like bling rappers, like he he doesn't strike me as being. He's obviously a very well off man, and he came up at a time where like bling and 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 showing off your money was was like a big thing. But he but he became like a rapper that was a bit more cerebral, and money was wasn't really a big part of his image. Would, would, would that um, be fair I'm to not. Say? I wouldn't be, I, I, I wouldn't be an expert in his output at all. I like a lot of his stuff, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't sort of post myself as someone who knew an awful lot about him. But I'm just thinking about his videos and stuff. Not a lot of yachts, and you know, it, it was a bit more playful. I think. Well, I just I just read an article about Fifty Cent and the Guardian. It's really interesting, and it's clear that um, Fifty Cent is so well. Um, motivated towards money over and above anything he's ever done musically to the mm. point of where you know he's not that bothered about putting music out now and he's more of a businessman and that but he says that's always right. been his kind of mo like he started out his mum was a drug dealer she was tragically killed he became a drug dealer and he was all about get money obviously his record first record get rich or die trying etc so i don't think you would put kanye west in that bracket but there's a huge part of um mm. of clearly a huge part of like that type of music that is about success and about flaunting success and i imagine i imagine lyrically he probably does mm. talk a little a lot about it but then his most recent record is, right. was one of the worst pieces of music i've ever heard so uh i wouldn't take my word on it I, i'm not an expert in him at all oh you didn't get invited to his little sunday no, gospel he, he, is, he is funny though can you? Like, he lends himself it's just something quite inherently quite funny about him. like he lends himself speaking of memes he lends himself to a meme and a gif Kanye. there's like brilliant <laughs> gifs of him pretending to remember, laugh and then just being really upset straight afterwards <laughs> I like him. I think he's one of those people you'd like to hang out with for a bit because then he'd just he'd just be too challenging. You know, like really funny people who are yeah. always on. 
I think just he would just be too challenging to sort of deal. Yeah, with people all the will time. say that people will think that of you, but you're not always really funny. No, I, I, I do, I do tend. Well, yeah, I'm not funny at all, but I, I, I just do tend to kind of hide in the background when people are really having a big old guffaw and that sort of thing. Yeah, there's something wrong with me. I'm yeah, not enjoying this quite. So I think, much I think it's. Else. It, Speaking of uh, rappers, I was just going to, I was just going to say that you're sorry, insane, and sometimes it manifests itself as funny. <laughs> yeah, fair deal, fair deal. Um, <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> um, speaking of rappers, uh, I was watching, I don't know why, uh, I quite like Post Malone. He's done a couple of good songs. But uh, he did a big tribute to uh, Nirvana with the uh, drummer from Blink-182 and, and a couple of other people. Um, and he did it, I think, in his, I'd say, like, sort of man cave slash rumpus room. And, I saw the uh, still that you sent me, an image, yeah. I mean, the boo selection in his little kind of um, Rodden, uh, sorry, uh, Del Boy... Um, kind of uh, mini bar. bar he's got yeah home bar is awful now i've been told since that he's obsessed with bud light and that's his is it bud light yeah bud light that's his favorite uh, drink uh but his actual selection of spirits is like two bottles of hendrix gin maybe a bottle of champagne nothing else it was terrible yeah. you wouldn't find 50 cent doing that no he'd have bloody henny henny coming out of his nostrils i tell you what I don't even th- I don't even think that I would if you if you played like a ten songs to me one after the other and said which ones of those are post Malone songs I don't know if I'd be able to tell you a single one of them. Mm. Well, he's, I, I, could... I think he's a bit of a I think he's a bit of a um, a punk rocker slash he liked his guitar music and then saw which way the prevailing winds were blowing and uh, kind of kind of switched a little bit and oh uh, did he did one of those things he, did he uh, well he's he's a hell of a guitarist and he's uh, he's he's just that bloke with drawings on his face who sounds a bit sleepy when he raps yeah okay is, is it a he bit like way, um, he, know, he knows his way around a melody he can sing a little bit do you know remember that uh, he's only 24 bloody hell he looks about 40 um <laughs> does do you remember that band brother who then had to become viva brother who were like um, oh that rings a bell yeah they were kind of sort of heralded or they were heralding themselves i suppose it's probably more accurate of um bringing back Britpop and uh, they were all dressed like 90 stuff and their songs were kind of, it's not almost like Oasis rip-offs, but very, um, very um, embedded in the 90s aesthetic. And right, okay. uh, it was perfectly fine. It was, it was derivative and it was just, it was no, it was no, it wasn't meaningfully worse than any other kind of land mm. for indie stuff. But anyway, they chucked it out there saying they were the next big thing and they got a lot of headlines for just showing off and showing how great they were. And um, then someone found out that they just like, a year before that, they were like an emo band called Kill the Arcade. And they just completely changed their aesthetic <laughs> overnight. And, and that's, to be fair to them, they actually got a little bit of quite minimal success just by doing that. So it, yeah. that, there's a precedent for that, isn't there? And the, and the thing is that um, music, the music industry is is, is obsessed with um, with authenticity and, in quotes, realness, mm. when actually the, 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 the entire history of recorded pop music is littered with completely inauthentic artists who have been yeah. basically really successful. For example, Keith Richards, um, Peter Green, um, John Bon Jovi, for those of you who don't know, isn't actually a cowboy and never has been. Uh, you know, th- th- those kind of things. And it doesn't actually really matter, but for some reason, some people get obsessed with the idea that it's it's authentic. What was that? There are That was uh, the John Bon Jovi uh, alarm. Shall I, go and, shall I go and see what it is at the door? Yeah, go on, do it. Live on the, let's do it. All right. I'll fill in while you're doing it. All right. 
so as I was saying, John Bon Jovi, despite thinking he was a or trying to tell everyone he was a cowboy and yeah, then living his dream by being in Young Guns 2. He's obviously from New Jersey and not a cowboy at all. I don't know who it could be at Pete's door other than a, de- a delivery guy because I don't know yeah. if he has any visitors. Are you back? I'm back, yeah. He, it was a, it was a package for uh, flat three, but uh, oh. I, live I, I live at another flat. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, um, that was kind of a cliffhanger that didn't really mm. deliver. But then what do we expect? No, it this really didn't. Well, it literally, literally uh, delivered. Um, I, I sort of feel bad at, that I don't take enough packages in because um, I think a few times I've been recording um, podcasts with, with you guys and someone's clearly tried to get hold of me by doing that, like uh, ringing the doorbell. Someone else has picked up the package, walked up the stairs, put the package outside my uh, door and all I can hear is me doing a podcast having a lovely old time and just ignoring the fact that the package is at the door. So I thought for this time, I'll let the guy in he can put his package down on the uh, stairs. Um, that's fair enough. Pete, you know, we were just talking about authenticity and music. So there's a, there's a singer-songwriter I like called um, C.W. Stone King, right? I've told you about right. him before. He's this, he's this weird throwback. He's like half Australian, half American. He dresses in 1920s clothes and has created this persona that, um, where he's like a traveling singer-songwriter. He also calls himself a part-time hoodoo doctor's assistant and he sings songs like he's in that era so like so it's, it's like a whole theater piece so when you go and watch him live he completely lives that um that um kind of performance so he'll start telling stories in between songs about things that have happened to him like um he had the last uh, dodo in existence and um <laughs> that he lives on a farm in the deep south in the 20s and stuff all this kind of weird stuff he sounds and like he's approaching outsider artist status for me. Is he's really, he's really interesting. He's like really odd, but it's, it, 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 I mean, it's it's obviously completely inauthentic because none of it can be true. But it is a really good like performance. It's amazing, and his records sound brilliant. He records them in that way, so they sound like they're a hundred years old. Anyway, does he put it on wax cylinder though? Does he, he probably does? That? He, he probably does. I mean, he's he's he's, a, he's de- definitely a bit of a weird guy. But but anyway, I was just going to say that uh, the biggest mistake I ever made was starting following him on Twitter, because despite all this, he's got a Twitter account, right? <laughs> Turns out he's one of these like Alex Jones proper conspiracy theory weird weird guys, and like a, right. a high percentage of his tweets are just tweeting the vomiting emoji in a reply to Hillary Clinton whenever she rep- uh, tweets. But I mean, presumably that would be his opinion. Uh, like, I mean, a lot of no, because in the nineteen twenties, didn't have Twitter, mate, so he shouldn't even be on it. <laughs> he's broken his own illusion. Well, yeah, but there. like. Yeah, but he's probably he's probably working with the science they had at the time. You know, gas lamps. And fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Everyone, everyone's taking lithium. So how did how does he explain the very existence of Twitter to himself? Uh, he, he probably thinks it's some kind of like traveling voodoo kind of. I don't know. What would anyway? What would that he's, be? He's like a to, magic he, typewriter. It, yeah, he's a magic typewriter. Anyway, he is. Um, his music's great. I love it. But he's just he's just mad. Who would have thought a guy who lives his life like it's the nineteen twenties and uh, carries on in every facet of his life turned out to be a bit weird? I didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. I bet he didn't either. There's a guy. Um, I'm just reading. Uh, actually, one thing I did that did get delivered to me was the. Uh, it's really weird, right? One of the weirdest thing living link things about living in the middle of a town is like you get weird stuff shoved through your door and it's not just like a cleaning service and stuff like that there is a couple of like free newspapers and you rarely see free newspapers nowadays but the west end extra 
And it's all about Whoa. like theater and you know what people are up to and stuff. But like obviously um, we're under lockdown and people are just helping out each other and stuff. And you don't sort of see this sense of community. But there is a guy who I see around town quite a lot around Dem Soho, certainly my street anyway. Um, he's this guy called uh, Shahin Shahablu. And he, um, he was just, a, he was just a, a, a photographer in Iran who obviously had to leave because he was gay uh, and found, found a home in, um, well, Old Compton Street and, and, you know, around Soho and stuff. And um, he, di- he died from COVID last week. And it's really weird seeing someone you saw on the street quite a lot on the front of a newspaper. And I, I must have seen him like only a few weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, sad. just sadly passed away. But it was, uh, but it, it, as a newspaper, it's a really, it's one of the weirdest ones. It's like a, it's like a showbiz free newspaper that comes through your door. And there's I remember not, there's seeing, not like um, a... I remember seeing like a BBC documentary series or, or one-off maybe about people who live in Mayfair. Because like, obviously there are people who live there. And yeah. um, they had like a local community newspaper, but it was basically just a load of, um, I think, bored, rich people just doing it as a hobby kind of thing. I don't know if there's any good. I've never read it. But it was, it was, I was surprised, one, to see people living in Mayfair, and two, and they lived there full time, by the way. They're not just turning up. Yeah. And, they're not kind of just rich people who um, use that place to um, to stay there for a few weeks a year when they want to visit London. I mean, they all lived there full time. And they had this local community newspaper. It's just really weird to think of a community in somewhere like Mayfair. Yeah, there was a um, there was a woman who uh, she was like a madam back in the day, uh, who I think she was a girlfriend of Jimi Hendrix for a bit. But my mate used to live uh, just off Regent Street, um, in like in the built same building as her, like below her basically. Huh. And she was this really inspirational kind of character and stuff. And one time, um, some burglars broke in, and she managed to I don't know how she did it, but she managed to um, coax them into going onto the roof. By which, like, she'd only broken her ankle trying to fend them off. And she managed to sort of say, look, go through that door. That's where I keep all my jewellery and stuff. And just locked them on the roof and waited until the police came. <laughs> like, it's this really inspirational woman who knew Jimi Hendrix back in, like, the, the, the 60s and 70s and stuff. And it's just like, th- th- there's so many stories and they're all kind I of, you bet. know, getting to the end of their lives now. And it, it would be, um, it'd be a real shame to sort of lose them all. I bet there'd be a real, I bet, yeah, I bet there's so many characters. Speaking of characters, and we should go for a break in a minute, but before we do, right. I really want to share, I really want to share this story with you. Do you see that obviously it's happened in Florida for obvious reasons that we've gone into before. There's a bit of Disney, Disney world in Florida has been, um, closed obviously because of covid for for many weeks now and they're not sure right. when they're going to be able re- to reopen it again but florida man richard mcguire right was found florida man he was found living on the walt disney world's discovery island <laughs> just hanging because it's so massive it's absolutely huge yeah. obviously walt disney world and he was just been living there um it's been it's referred to in the article I read, I read as a tropical paradise and he planned to live there for another week but he was spotted uh, and so they so a load of deputies uh, searched um searched the whole thing and found him sleeping in one of the abandoned buildings and he was arrested and charged with uh, trespassing. Uh, but I just think, like isn't that a, an amazing um, thing? Is he like a drama? Is, is he like a kind of like YouTuber that does stunts and stuff like that? Is he kind of, or is he just a no, man? he's a 42-year-old single man who uh, might I'm well, not discounting uh, it. I'm not discounting he's not he a YouTuber. Might. I just think <laughs> it's, a really, it's, it's a really amazing kind of subversion of the idea that do you remember those all those soldiers who were still fighting the Second World War in the jungle and stuff? This guy's still yeah. living his best life in Disney World with no one else around. <laughs> the, um, but you do like I do sort of see every now and again these little videos where they'll sort of like the guys in the know will take you around Disneyland. I've never been to any of the Disney products really, but walking around they'll sort of go, 
See that little door there? If you go up, that is where there is a secret $10,000 a night like restaurant sort of thing where yeah. you can have like 20. And it's just, it's so massive and so well put together. Like it's it's actually quite inspirational. I see why people really get into Disneyland and Disney World, but for so me, one of the I'm things just like, they do I'm just is not a, that into is, Disney. One of the things that they do, which is amazing, Pete, is that um, they they design, certainly what Disney World in Florida, they design it so from no part of the park can you see any of the, the real world. world. So right, even to the okay, point where yeah. they've bought all the land around it to stop anyone building like tower blocks within a certain radius of it. Mm. And um, okay. and my um, my sister used to work at Disneyland Paris. She was a dancer in the parade. She was some of the oh, that's right, yeah. She was what the was char- it, what character was she? Was she? She was Goofy and uh, Maleficent and Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> a good mix. Yeah, not all at the same time. That would be confusing. Um, but, but yeah, so so she told me quite a few different uh, stories about it. But um, it's a fascinating place. I mean, the one thing I would say about it is that who am I to to to, to judge? Because clearly they know what they're doing. But it does. I don't think it needs to be quite as expensive as it is. Let's, let's just put it that way. So the idea that you can't really get any kind of meal in the park for a family of four for under like sixty, seventy, eighty dollars is pretty full on. I don't think it needs to be that expensive. <laughs> But it is amazing what it is. It's, it's, it's a gold standard, isn't it, for what it does? But it's but it's more just like it's more just like Disney stories are all about like rags to riches kind of stories, and you know how everyone's supposed to be the same and everyone's supposed to love each other and that. But like, a, there's a real kind of like moneyed hierarchy. It's a, it's a very sort of like it's a great example of capitalism, isn't it? Like Disney, because like what you different buy, like, hotels, different rates and stuff, and all that kind different of thing. hotels, yeah. different rates, but also like d- different like like queue jumping passes, you know, VIP experiences. And I understand why they do it because you don't want to be stood in a line for ages. But also, it's supposed to be everyone's the same. But, but isn't that the same in any entertainment industry? Like football's the same, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, restaurants have like chefs' tables, and you know, mm. plane flights have different cabins. It's just the way of the world, I think. Yeah. I know what you mean, mind. though, because it's, it's supposed mind. to be seen as being there for everyone and being very friendly Makes and lovely. A bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, while you're, while, while you're a bit sad, should we have a little break? You can have a little cry. Then when we come back, we can do right. some emails, and that will cheer you up. It might. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We could call it Pete and Mark's Colossal Tussle. <laughs> but we didn't. We called it Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark. <laughs> Wrestle Me, Pete. <laughs> a celebration of all things WrestleMania and beyond. And you may be thinking, I'm not really into wrestling. Well, don't worry. There's something for everyone. To be honest, it's mainly about stuff like this. So hang on. Easy Lover was the original theme on WrestleMania. And, it was. And... Someone heard it on the radio and went, that sums up everything about <laughs> WrestleMania to me. <laughs> And this. You can really see the old back acne on test. Yeah. <laughs> and this. Is it worth reminding people of what earthquake John Tenter looked like at 23 years old? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and this. For the record, Marty has made it very clear, and I agree and believe him, that he has never, A, had sex with his daughter, or B, wanted to have sex with his daughter. And the people behind the face paint doing the most unique job in the entire world. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. That's Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark. Wrestle Me, Pete. And we're back with the Luke and Pete Show Monday edition. Uh, it, we're just fresh out the shrink wrap, and we smell like a factory. It's yeah. great. Um yeah. Pete, I've done a little um, check over of the Twitter at Luke and Pete Show, and I just got a couple of things oh, to bring to your attention. Um, Patrick says, "Can we get an it's been on the next show? I feel like it's been too long. It has been a while. Maybe we need our first it's been lockdown. Okay. It's been ah oh, too too uh, throaty. Out of pra- it's pra- been. God, do another one. Yeah. It's been. Hang on, that let me. Bad. That wasn't too bad. Let me put let me put the flap down on my isovox so I'm more isolated. Right. This is actually what this isovox booth is supposed to be for. It's been. I can't do it. It's been not good enough. Not Can good you enough. Play... I'm sorry, guys. You... Look, I'll give. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to I'm going to get it up on Spotify, okay, right. and I'm going to um, play it and then I'm going to give you the key, okay? All right, cool. So it's this. It's been. It's been. That's the that's the key. All right. It's it's been. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah, that's, that's... It's been. It's been. <laughs> it's getting really. It's getting like it's a horror aggressive. movie now. Yeah. Go away and work Imagine on it. Imagine hearing that in your head. Go away and work on it. All right. Uh, James Barry's been in touch as well, saying, "Pete, um, the cubes you're talking about in maths class are called multi-link cubes. They're quite mm. useful for children up to about the age of thirteen to show the rate at which volume increases with the scale factor. For example, you need a million to build a solid one-meter cube." Yes, I did see that, and I was fascinated by uh, how big that would be now if i if there were was a youtuber who did those stunts i'd actually quite like to see them buy loads of those cubes and actually make a billions billions cubes worth of uh of, of block but yeah but it, for, for me though there was never enough of them to create anything it was just either a gun or a stick 
yeah. that you would hit someone with and it would just explode everywhere. Well, one thing it's really good at illustrating, that's probably more like what we used to get up, up to at school, you and I, but what's really interesting about that is the example of showing kids how how sort of dramatic scale can be in mass. And the one that always... Right. if you um, get something wrong, it's if you get like a, 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 a number wrong, you can build a ridiculously sized building rather than a normal sized building. Yeah, I mean, that's quite an inarticulate way of putting it, but I understand what you mean. <laughs> uh, but what I was going to say was the example that always sticks in my mind, and I think I read it in, um, I might have read it in one of Dr. Michael Brooks's books or something, but is that the um, you can only fold a piece of paper in half in half seven times, right? Yeah. But because because of the exponential nature of the maths involved, if you were to fold a piece of paper in half, in theory, 42 times, it would mm-hmm. reach the moon. Oh, because it, because it's exponential. Yes. It's kind of that the factor is just the scale is just yeah. gigantic, basically. But, I think I mean, if that, you do it a hundred times, it's like such cross size of the universe or something. So it's quite <laughs> interesting. I uh, didn't they sort of. So what was how many times can you fold it? Was it four? It's seven, I no, think. I think it's seven, seven. Sorry. Yeah. So I'm fairly certain. Quite recently, they figured out a way of doing one more just by choosing a obviously a membrane thin piece of paper and also just a, an industrial squishy machine i don't know but i'm fairly certain they went for for one more than was mathematically or maybe Allowed. maybe i'm talking absolute shit maybe i'm maybe they got to seven but it was one more than anyone else had done this is um, a big furore about it this is yeah but this is what the show's all about man we stick it out there we we say our <laughs> own version of the story and loads of people email and tell us what the actual fact is and sometimes <laughs> we forget to read the email out <laughs> Yes, that's exactly right. Um, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com is the email address. Luke, my namesake, has followed up on the Tar Barrel chat from last week saying... Oh, my um, God. Yeah, I know. Saying, hi, chaps. I attended the University of Exeter. So did our colleague, Charlie, by the way, and he messaged me about it saying, oh, yeah, it's mm. crazy. Uh, Ottery St. Mary is not far from Exeter, and as the Tar Barrels are a bonfire night event, there were buses put on to take us to see it when we're at university it is as mad and dangerous as it sounds the barrels are filled with flaming tar and then run around the square passed from person to person my understanding is that it's sort of a coming of age ceremony for young men who train to be able to carry the barrels for a certain amount of time there are no barriers and it's up to you and your wits to get out of the way as the sweaty young men charge in circles around the town. Very dangerous, but surprisingly good fun to watch. Um, thanks, Luke. So it's kind of weird because I know that half the things that people say who read the Daily Mail, the Sun or whatever, say, oh, health and safety gone mad, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this does sound like genuinely quite dangerous. I'm surprised it still carries on. It, the pictures that um, were sent along with the email and also the ones I, I researched it just looks ridiculous. The amount of health and safety that goes into, I think I said it last week, the amount of health and safety that just goes into, I don't know, a, a door, a, a town centre. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it, they've, they've got to have so many kind of different kinds of seals uh, to not let kids think, trap their fingers and stuff. Yet this the tradition allows people to just run around the streets with this boiling tar fire thing. It's so weird. Yeah. I, don't know, I wonder why they get away with it. Maybe they just go, look, disclaimer, if you turn up at the town centre at this time of day, at this date, you're gonna, you've got to get covered in flaming tar. Deal with it. <laughs> doesn't seem, like, that, uh, doesn't when... seem that kind of watertight, though. No, it really doesn't. And, and tar, but tar is a, a great sealant, um, you would say. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, we've got an email from James Heading, uh, and we're heading for an email. Uh, hello to uh, us. Uh, I've been a listener from the start, but this is the first subject I felt I could weigh in on with any useful comment. 
It delighted me to hear you uh, talk about your love of the Nike tennis sock, Luke, because uh, mm. it, meant, uh, it means I've uh, finally found someone who shares my enthusiasm. Like you say, uh, the Ferrari of house socks. I've even taken it one step further, and I keep a stock of the black versions to wear to work. I might have a solution to the lack of V-shaped tightening of the sock bands that Nike have dropped on uh, recent models. Last time I ordered new socks, I took a risk and ordered the Nike Dry Cushion Crew training sock, and boy, did it pay off. They essentially have the comfort of a football sock, but in tennis sock form. The horizontal tightening band is still there to a degree, but there is a mishmash of uh, tightening bands to achieve snugness to any foot. And he's appended it a link. Uh, I don't think he's got one of those like Amazon deals where he gets a couple of penny kickback if you buy Meh. some uh, tennis socks. But uh, I hope this helps uh, this year's order. If not, apologies for wasting your time. Thanks and keep up the great work. I'm looking James at Hedden, the, um... so we all know. I'm looking at the link now, Pete. Actually, it looks like an mm. interesting, um, an interesting version. I might give him a bash, see if I can right, okay. um, get um, a three pack. Give him a run. If I like mm. him, maybe I'll go down the route of buying a whole load of them for my yearly supply. But I'll, I will keep James uh, appraised of my uh, progress on that front. But thank you very much for getting in touch. You posted a uh, picture of your foot on uh, Instagram uh, because um, I don't know. I think I think you think your fans are into that. Because sort of I'm thing. basic. Uh, <laughs> and the back of your foot uh, had one of those big old uh, Timmy Mallet wackadoo plasters on it. Yeah. Story behind that Damaged. is I got a, I got a new pair of uh, running shoes. Shout out to On Running. Right. And um, what it is, I made the mistake of going for a walk in them to break them in. And I shouldn't have done that because they gave me blisters on my heels. When I run with them, they're fine. But when I walk, they give me blisters. So I had to put big bits of plaster over the back to go on my 10K run the other day. Right, because I came, I was sort of coming back from uh, Houston um, a little while ago, and I had, I'd done the same thing because I'd been running around playing football. I did the same thing, and I had a big hole in the back of my foot, and I put my shoe on, and it was so painful. I had to actually get a, I had to sign up for the Boris bike scheme, and get a Boris bike and ride it all the way home. Yeah, because it was so painful, it and you don't be. need me on the roads. It can be, it can be very, very. Um very painful that kind of stuff like i've i've had mm. um, i've had blisters that'll make that'll bend your bones <laughs> taking to, to doing a lot of walking i did i've, I've been doing every, like every couple of days i'll do like about a good uh, around like seven eight miles walk uh, there and back uh, around town it's it's apparently i didn't realize if you walk that distance uh it's pretty much the same as running that distance give or take a couple of calories. um I don't know if I agree with that, but I mean, walking is a really, really good form of exercise. The problem is I don't mm. think you're going to burn the same amount of calories. So it depends what you're looking for out of it, I guess. Apparently though, it does, but it does roughly burn the same amount of calories. And and I Who told you that? CW Stone King? Uh, I think it was a professional emailing into another podcast that I enjoy. So it did seem to be a professional person who was saying it. You've hurt That's all me I'm saying, guys. That. You've hurt I me with, I've mentioned another podcast. <laughs> I'm, mugging, I'm mugging off your running. Well, listen, if people want to get in touch on that and chime in on that debate, hello at lukeandpeacher.com, let us know. I find yeah. that, um, I, I find it very tough to believe that that could be the case because your calorie burning is certainly done by the amount of energy you're using. And if you're going faster, mm. you're using more energy. Surely that's just some basic rule of physics. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's just taking longer know. though, isn't it? You're, just, you're doing it for longer if you're walking. Oh, yeah, fair point. Maybe, maybe, it's, yeah, maybe it is exactly the same. We'll, we'll find that, won't we? We'll put this to bed one way or another, Pete. And next time you do it, <laughs> I'll tell you what, the loser of this debate and this argument has to do that same walk or run with a flaming tar barrel on their back. Yeah, I've got to do a run. You've got to do a walk. You've got to walk a mile in my shoes with your blisters. Yeah, your shoes would be too small for me as well, probably. 
<laughs> so you'll get even worse blisters. Uh, right, that's about it for us. Actually, you uh, usually wrap up the show, so why don't you do it? Luke, Luke, oh, Luke. thanks, Pete. Yeah, that's about all we've got time right. for this time around. It's been quite a long oh. show by our standards. We've enjoyed it, though. Ooh. I hope you have too. Um, get get in touch. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com. We will be back, of course, on Thursday, as has become the custom. And we look forward to talking to you again then. Stay safe, stay at home, protect the NHS, save lives, all that good stuff. It will all be over by Christmas. Um, and we'll still be here to hopefully entertain you and give you a little bit of a diversion while you're isolating. Say goodbye, Peter. Goodbye, Peter. And it's goodbye from me as well. We'll see you on Thursday. Laters. This was a Stakhanov production. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.